Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The red button has been pressed. Things are moving. Hey, Holly. Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's great. It's going great. It's going I'm great. I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> the whole, the, all, all of those greats. Yes. Doing all the greats. Okay, well, that's wonderful. How are you? I'm really good. Happy summer. Happy summer to you. We're past the 4th of July now. We're in the, the heart of summer. Fully into summer. Yeah, although it's overcast and kind of ugly. And, you know, what are you going to do? hot. Well, it's L.A. hot. It's L.A. hot. Yeah. There's a weather report. I don't know what that means. Okay, yeah, move a lot. What's the Doppler say? Got the Doppler 7000? No, I mean, LA hot is still, it's not as hot as, you know, Florida hot or now West Coast hot. I mean, East Coast hot. They're having a heat wave. European hot. They're having a heat wave. It's a very pleasant hot. (laughs) But it's earthquake weather. Fun stuff. We have a guest. Yes. Normally, we're taking a break from uh, counting down all the hits uh, from K-Rock and uh, looking at uh, old music that uh, we listened to 30 years ago. Now, we're going to talk visually about music. This is very exciting. It's very exciting. I mean, we've talked videos, Mm -hmm. but one of the the great things about music is it's also a a visual forum. Went to the record store. It's a musical journey. Yeah, exactly. You you look... (laughs) You go to the record store, you look through, you kind of uh, peruse, and sometimes there was an album that caught your attention. You don't know why. I didn't know this or band. Who even, yeah. Right, exactly. But something about the cover maybe caught your attention. Maybe yeah. something about the logo caught your attention. You could hold these things and kind of look through them. And, kind and of, sometimes you could even open them up. Yes. The open, gate, you can open the, the, the dual, gate, like the, for example. The gate folds. As she opens up, Holly is opening up an album. Thank you. And looking through it. Thank you. <laughs> what do you call it? What it's do you a call gatefold. The gatefold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our guest probably knows that. You know him possibly from the Deeply Graphic podcast. We have another podcaster on our uh, on our show. Yay. This is exciting. Or if you're just a listener of What Difference Does It Make, you know him from our beautiful and awesome logo. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is uh, Nick Longo of the Deeply Graphic podcast. Um, also, um, you, you know him as Professor Longo. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a professor at, at Cal State Northridge. Yep. Um, a professor uh, of what? What? Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Please identify yourself, I uh, caller. <laughs> uh, like you said, I'm Nick Longo. I've known Dave since uh, back in the junior high days. Uh, which shout is, out to Columbus. Yeah, that Colum- is a long ass Col- time Colum- ago. Columbus, Not that long ago. Columbus Junior High. 
Mm-hmm. And then we went separate ways for high school and then um, back to Cal State Northridge and other areas. Uh, but uh, I run a branding and design company. That's kind of like my – what I love to do the most as far as um, logo development, um, you name it, anything for brands. And um, on the side, what I started about four or five years ago is I joined a, a, a podcast called the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, which talks specifically to independent designers. It's like how to make your business run better, you name it. Um, and then I teach at Cal State Northridge as well, and I teach branding and packaging and graphic design. So packaging is right in along the line of what we're talking about today. Which with is? everything. Yeah. Which, well, we're going to talk about our, some of our favorite 80s albums. I'm sure some dip into the 70s, 80s. Nope. Nine, mine no. are strictly 80s, but we're strictly talking 80s. album covers. Yes. We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to go over album covers and some iconic uh, album or band logos. Perfect. That, uh, that mm-hmm. work, why, why they work, maybe why, uh, yeah, why they're effective. Because uh, some of these are logos are iconic you can just look at the mm-hmm. the font and you would know totally. even if it, they didn't spell what what the the actual band is you would know mm-hmm. exactly what that band is you or can, who that band yeah. is imagine dave sloan written in acdc's font you <laughs> right. know with the, <laughs> right off the bat with a lightning bolt <laughs> exactly <Yeah. Yes. laughs> That's don't, you do. don't you write it that way isn't that your signature i should always do that oh good idea <laughs> we're already getting good ideas dot here. the eye with a lightning bolt <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start at the the kind of the beginning of our podcast in, in that we needed a logo. We need something um, that kind of effectively uh, conveyed the message that this is an 80s podcast. Mm-hmm. It's about music. Um, it's going to be fun. And we were initially we looked on, on online for some sort of uh, font and we found like these cheesy 80s themes that i don't know it was always in black and white yeah. or you know like a checkerboard mm-hmm. type thing something basic and it was you know holly was like eh, you know that one's okay and you know it was it just never conveyed what we wanted it to say yeah and like with i mean it's it's an emotional thing you have an emotional connection to it and if you yeah. don't you don't there's nothing that's that's branding to right. me and yeah. but we didn't i mean we kind of knew what we wanted <clears throat> but you, it's hard to describe in so many words to someone like this is what we want it to look like. Just make it look like that. You yeah. obviously but, conveyed it to Nick. Well, we told. I mean, I yeah. kind of told him exactly that, and you came up with something uh, uh, that that worked immediately. <laughs> I don't think we first shot. No, we, yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't uh, workshop this at all. No. This was just like you came up Zero with this revisions. Thing. Yeah, that like, was amazing. Yeah, like <laughs> like this is what we're this easy is customers. Apparently, <laughs> 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 no. so what were you? Uh, I, Kind of go through the process. I think that you nailed it by saying a lot of times, and it probably goes for every album cover you've ever looked at as even a listener or a lover of music, is that there was the band or there was the group that was behind the band and then the artist that did it. And it's the communication that they have to make sure that you tell the artist, the designer, what your expectation is, what your objective is. Like, look at most of the things we're going to talk about today. They have to stand out from a crowd of hundreds, if not more, on the shelves. Obviously, it's a different story now because of how digital we've become, but these are like iconic things that people will remember. So you you want to have the conversation so a designer can meet your expectations quite quickly and you're not going you're not just throwing stuff on the wall and hoping it's going to be something that works. You have to have that conversation. And it's kind of like what I do with every client. You you really dig deep and you do a lot of paperwork, you do a lot of kind of like research and development. To make sure yeah. you're getting on long lines. Because I want to show you one or two things and you go, 
well, I can't even decide. Like what, you know, right. that it has to be that close to what your expectation is. It, it's, th- this is a big issue with, with branding when mm-hmm. you, because I also spent time working in this business, in, in that business, which I'll fill you in on later. But it's <laughs> what, what is really difficult is when a, a, a client comes to you and they want something, they want their TV spot to look this way or they want mm-hmm. their graphics to look this way. But you say, but this isn't representative of your brand. You may like this visually, but it has to be mm-hmm. representative of your brand. And that's a big, that to me, for me, that was the biggest sticking point. Yeah. I mean, for this, but also, you know, for my, I, um, work with a company that produces TV commercials for radio stations. Oh gosh, yeah. So when a when a you know, it could be beautiful visually, the sound the sound could be great, but it has to it has to be representative of your brand completely mm-hmm. or you're going to turn the, the listener may tune in if it's a radio station, the listener may tune in, but if they're not getting what they saw in the commercial, then they're not going to tune in again. Exactly. So anyway. And to that point too, you got to think about the consumer is the ultimate person who's going to buy right. this this album, who's going to buy that whatever the product you're selling it mm-hmm. is in an ad. So sometimes it's not even the artist, meaning the, the band, who should re- – like so, it's so subjective, right? Like it's like I think they are now more than ever thinking about who their target audience is. What does that album cover have to say to them to buy and purchase it and to make that click? Yes. Right? But then there's these ones that take so many chances, and I'm sure we'll talk about a bunch of them mm-hmm. down the road, but that have become iconic, and they probably didn't give a damn about who the consumer is. Right. They just were like, we're the band. This is what we're feeling. This represents the album that we're making, and let's do it. You have to feel pretty strongly I mean, oh, to do that. Yeah. You have to right. feel pr- pretty strongly about it. And, you and know, I give, some work I give some a done. lot of those people props, even for just trying, because there's been a lot of failures. For every success, there's probably like <laughs> hundreds of failures when something like that happens. Right. Like, let's take a risk. Let's try something. And I'm all about that, but then like, if there's dollars and and, and you know a record company behind you saying you got to sell, I'm sure a lot of them have agreed to stuff that they didn't even like. For sure. But someone told them this is going to connect to your yeah. listener. Or if you it know? doesn't, they can't be. Or the band is not responsible for True. it if they're spending somebody else's mm-hmm. money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. yeah. Who's paying the bills? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, what were you thinking with what what means '80s to you? Because God. with our logo, it, what you put in there was a little bit of black, and with uh, what. Blue, like, like the blue, blue, like a teal yeah. type color. Um, you gave me a bunch of stuff to kind of think about, kind of in reference to where you were, what you had in mind. But I think to be a little rough around the edges is probably one thing. Because one thing that I was thinking about was everything that you're probably going to be talking about in your podcast and the music itself being very rebellious and being, you know, the 80s was that time to experiment. Like, you, <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a time where you have such a wide variety of music being produced and played. So your logo should have the same thing. It was a little like experimental. It's a little rough around the edges, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's stacked. It's, it's not centered. It's like, I think sometimes if it's too pretty, too finessed, it doesn't feel authentic. And then you guys are audio only. So like it should do most of the talking for you guys yeah. visually. You're going to do a lot of talking, but visually you need something to complement it. So if it gets too specific, it might not – someone might be browsing because think about it. It's those little icons that we look at on the podcast screen. Yes. Right? And there's a science behind what's working and what's not. For some of the ones I've been a part of or some of the ones I'm a big fan of, they use bright, vivid expression colors that they want to own themselves. So no one else has that color. So when you're looking and you see that bright magenta, you know exactly what it is. Or if we're, you're seeing that blue come through with mm-hmm. the contrast of the black, yeah. people get it immediately. Yeah. And it's easy to read. You don't want to put something in there that's 
chicken scratch and no one can read it because let's say someone refers your podcast to somebody else mm-hmm. and they want to be like, I know the name, but I, I just, you know, let me see if I can find it. Cause a lot of times it's hard to search and all you want to see is that visual. I've, have right? you gone on somebody's phone that you're with to try and find the podcast for you and subscribe them to it? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I yeah. type in, I type in our name and even without really seeing it, you can see the black with the blue oh, logo and you know it immediately. Oh, and I say black with blue and so yeah. identifiable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're seeing it at the size of like smaller than a postage stamp. Yes. Yeah. Where else are you really seeing it other than on probably your smart device or whatever? So you have to let it make sure it stands out. You know, there's a big thing now in design called minimal design, and it's really the reason because of smartphones and everything else. Whereas this is where brands and bands and whoever, whatever the branding is for it, uh, plays the most because you're not seeing them in stores anymore. You're not seeing them on billboards. You're seeing them on your smartphone. So the more minimal yeah. and clear the design is, but then there's the balance of saying, but we got to throw in personality. We got to have, <laughs> it can't just be Helvetica. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm sure everyone knows what Helvetica oh, is. I love Helvetica. <laughs> and I love the font you chose. It's simple and it's but it has blocky. Character. It, has, but it a, has character. Exactly. So it's like, you want to say the most with the least. Yeah. If any, if that's, that's my golden rule when it comes to design, say the most with the least. Sorry, I bow at the feet of you guys. There you go. Talented graphic designers. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm serious. I'm not. No, I'm, it's a gift, of yeah, course. And I really bet is. we could probably use that for a lot of the examples we're going to look at. Yep. Hold it to that, to that, and see if it's saying a lot with the least amount of elements. Yes. Right. Hey, why don't we take a break here? Perfect. Okay, let's stop right now. We'll get right back to it. Yeah, it was a good had a donut. Coffee. <laughs> Donuts and coffee are good here. Well, well, let's go back a little sure. bit in time to uh, to the eighties. Yeah. Um, what what grabbed you? Like, what what do you remember from like visually of the eighties? Oh, what strikes God. you is like when I, I like when you close your eyes. What do you think? Yeah, like what I, I see floating graphic shapes. I see a lot of like neon. I see a lot of like highlighted, almost like lit from behind graphics and design. Then I on the flip side, I also see kind of were the birth of what we saw with grunge and like more uh, gritty, raw, um, you name it, like taking a chance, doing something different. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to look back at it now and see it as a as a whole. But I think if you were to put yourself back in the mid-80s, I don't think you would know what it was going to look like yeah, in but, the future. Or that but this it, was going to be quintessentially 80s. Looking at where we worked at the time, yeah. it was so 80s. I mean, I worked at The Gap. She worked at Camp Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. You worked at Aka Joe. <laughs> yeah, she Joe. worked at Topeka Plaza. And The Gap. Oh, and The Gap. Yeah, and The Gap. So, I mean, those, when you when think you of the clothing. The gap. <laughs> yeah, that was, the clothing there was, was just. Uh, oh, every, just, yeah. I mean, the, uh-huh. you remember the just even the graphic stripes of The Gap. With right. the, and it's almost, that's made a resurgence that's kind of. Fresh yes. and new now. It's kind of called retro and groovy, but it's being used because it has to stand out. It works today the same way it worked back in that day. Yeah. You know, but you're right. I think the it's hard to kind of, I think everyone has a different take on like because I think of yeah. the 80s that we see now the way, you know, if someone's going to throw an 80s party, let's call it. <laughs> you can almost exactly guess what the party favors and everything are going to look like. Right. It's all VH1 and say by the bell. Yeah. <laughs> Which big, is big which hair, is, which big is really hair. not 
whatever happened in the, the music print design. Maybe in videos and things that were a little bit different, but I, luckily when you look at the artwork of most of what we're talking about in 80s music, it really wasn't that. Yeah. It wasn't that funky crap. You're right. You know? You're right. It was actually good. What uh, album covers as, as you as you're, Are you going to jump right up, into it? pulling up. I'm, I'm jumping right into it. <laughs> gosh, I, I think what 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 strikes you most about the, like your I favorite? Try, uh, I was trying to think of some ways to gr- group them together. And one of the coolest things I was I always love to look mm. at is if it could work today, like to pull something from 20, 30 years ago or more, and can it work? Like you ever watch an old video and you go, God, like it was really well done. Like it can mm-hmm. actually come out today, and I think people would yeah. be like, Well, it's sophisticated. It feels now because it was it didn't have anything that was too trendy, but. Correct. Two that I thought were beautiful were um, Ghost in the Machine by Police and Synchronicity by the Police. And I thought these were really amazing, cool, iconic, easy. Look how fast, if yeah. you saw that. One, if you saw the digital faces, LED. Mm-hmm. We all had the, the watches back in the day. There it is. Like, you knew it was the police. It said, it said a lot without saying a lot, right? It's the three of them. It looks like them in just in like the simplest form. Um, and I just love that. I think like this can come out today. I don't think Holly ever realized that. I oh. can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. You didn't know it was the three of them? I did not know this was the, free, the three of them. Oh, yeah. Staying with the spiky I hair? I see it now. Now I can't miss it. I can't miss it now that you're saying it. Is it but that's how but, you know some logos, some branding works. But, you know? but it's also, too, it, you, you might have had your own interpretation of it. And that's, that's just what people want. No one should have the same. Then it's like vanilla, you know? Yes. But um. <laughs> I love that. I, I still remember getting that and like putting it in the the um, the clear uh, cover. Oh, yeah. yeah. Want to make sure this one was pristine because it yeah. was all black <laughs> and you don't want to scratch it. But then also synchronicity. I remember this, and I remember our buddy Steve, mm-hmm. and uh, we got T-shirts from this concert, and I never forget. Like I felt so cool wearing that T-shirt because of it having the black and white photography of them like in the studio and really mm-hmm. raw, and then these bold. Like color those stripes, color stripes. I overlaid, love those. and that's again like we see this a lot now in duotones and what a lot of these brands, uh, particularly digital brands, are doing to mm-hmm. stand out. You can look at like Dropbox and all these big tech companies yeah. now. They kind of take this 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 uh, design trend and use it to replicate them because now when we see a photo of a brand in their literature and their their on online, we want they want you to know that oh that's Spotify or that's totally. um, Pandora or whatever it is right. But also, too, the way they did, like I always look at type, I'm a huge typography fan, and I love seeing when it's something done by hand and yeah. you're not relying on a font that's already out there. That gives you instant originality because mm-hmm. no one else is going to have that, which is really cool. So I, I love thinking of that. And then the other one I had, with, I love this Van Halen one because to me it was like that is like this is the, I want to make sure, it's 1984, right? Yep. Yes. Correct? Yes. I'm going to ask Dave, yeah, double check on that one. Um, but that one to me was just one of the best illustrations at the time of that baby with the wings on it and the yeah. cigarette packets. Like, was that an original piece of artwork? I'm or? pretty sure it must have been. That's a mm-hmm. good question. We can follow up on that and maybe I'll find out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's like that rebellious little baby. And I think that's kind of a great analogy of like how they maybe saw themselves. They were just kids, yeah. but rebellious. And, but, but I'm also an angel, like, you know, like naughty, yeah. but nice, but like, just cigarettes in the forefront yeah like what is this telling me something like it's like and that expression and everything about it so it's like to me this could work today almost anything goes today Mm -hmm. i mean yeah 
I don't know. I'm not everything I see, and I see a lot of people commenting on like, "Oh, this is what is the best album covers of 2019 or whatever it is." And I'm like, none of them even like talk to you anymore. I don't know. It's like, I can't even picture any of the current music that we're listening to. I can't even picture what any of the album covers well, are because it is just a thumbprint now. Yeah. It's tough yeah. to it's tough to pull up. Uh, you know. Full, a full length, or you know, a twelve inch album. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, where do you and you see don't them? hold? I mean, that's why mm-hmm. I think there's a kind of a resurgence of vinyl is that people kind of like the. You know, it's nice mm-hmm. to have something that you can hold and look through and open and kind of read the the credits and you know, kind of get the information that way instead of just kind of scrolling and trying to find out. I love you know, that who you brought it. actual albums. So Dave brought actual albums. Yeah. Nick has all his album covers on a computer, and I have paper. I have my album covers on paper that I printed out. We could not my... have been any more different with these. <laughs> <laughs> How we brought yeah. in our research, I love yeah. it. That's perfect. There's three different ways. Yeah. Well, that's true, yeah. Makes you the most tech savvy, which is obvious. <laughs> but uh, going back to the synchronicity, <laughs> mm-hmm. another reason I loved it is because it was just those colors. It Was was it uh, yeah. blue, blue, yellow, yellow and, and red? red. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I remember Sting had a shirt that was just blue, yellow, mm-hmm. red. You knew... That's the album. That was the album. Yeah. Like you would see those those stripes, just the and you stripes. knew just the stripes. That didn't need to say police. Mm-hmm. You knew that was the police record. Yeah, I was going to say even without the name at the top, the the police. Well, the font is great. I agree with you. You don't even need it to know what it is. Yeah, and I think the tour shirt even had just the three stripes. Is that yeah, nothing right. else yeah. mentioned? I think you and then I think right. it had the police synchronicity written on the back. And I think I'm sure a lot of these bands think like they were so ahead of their time because now brands have to do this where they have. You can't just live off of one logo. You have to have like secondary mm-hmm. and third versions of your logo for different applications, yeah. right? So they were thinking ahead like, okay, how will this work on tour merch? Like what can we help? Maybe yeah. it's just stripes on the top yeah. of a hat. And so like if that can say police synchronicity all in one and it's just doing it in three stripes, they, they are making a marketing campaign that people will remember, you know? It makes it iconic. I mean, yep. you still, even to this day, I mean, I, I see those those mm-hmm. colors. And yeah, the, the LED, and it's, it's uh, even if you makes it amazing. The, that, you know. But there's no timestamp yeah. on this synchronicity either. It doesn't say 1985 right. or 1982. And it's it could be today, and we, we wouldn't look at it and go, oh, my God, that's so cheesy. That's so, like, 80s. Oh, one, 80s. One, one thing I do remember about mm-hmm. synchronicity, I think each album was different like the there were different photos in each album and which made me look at because i I had heard that i don't know how many different versions there are and there were some limited edition i think smart idea but um but i do remember like looking through like each and every album like oh yeah okay that's a i mean it's it was very subtle but you could see like okay different photos and remember that yeah so did you actually pick the one you wanted to buy I, based on the photos I was well I was hoping to find some sort of limited edition you know like the, mm-hmm. the golden ticket uh, <laughs> type, of, type of album but you, you know, know we would have called you Charlie yeah that's true <laughs> well, that's fine <laughs> but yeah that was one of the mm-hmm. I think that you know a limited edition album pick a fight and see if you can find that out and you know. Did you sell it? No, I still have mine. Let's uh, end it right here, and we will uh, pick up uh, next week with with more fun and shenanigans with Nick Longo. Thanks for listening to part one of our What Difference Does It Make album cover special. Until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.